Hey, what's up, everybody? Today is Monday, January 29th, 2024, and I am here with Donna Faithy from Flawless SMP. What's up, Donna? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to do this podcast with you. I was just listening to it early in, earlier in the morning when I was at the gym. Uh, what do you call that? The, the guy that you were just talking with from Squid Games. Oh, yes. Player 204. That was very interesting. And I saw you posted about yeah. him, uh, a couple months ago, and I, I couldn't say anything. I wasn't allowed to say anything. I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, but, you know, some people uh, don't want to talk about it. So it is what it is. So you're in Vancouver, which is the West Coast of Canada, right? Yeah, we're just above California. Okay. And yeah, two hours away from Seattle. Uh, but does it rain all the time there? It does rain a lot. Yeah. Uh, now, did you grow up? Is this where you're from? Is this where you grew up? Yeah, I was born in BC. Um, my parents immigrated from the Philippines in the 70s. Okay. And yeah, I'm just born and raised here. It's beautiful. It looks like a nice place. I've never been, but I'd like to go there uh, and Toronto. But Vancouver looks because you got the boats, like you have the inlet yeah. there, so it looks really nice. Especially in the summer, it looks it looks beautiful. We have a lot of lakes all over, a lot of mountains, and then during the winter, a lot of Australians, a lot of people come down here for for Whistler to go snowboarding and skiing. So yeah, it's are beautiful. You, are you a big snowboarder? No, I only did skiing back in the 90s and I've never even tried snowboarding. My son wanted it for Christmas, so we got one. And I was like telling my husband, like, why did you do that? Because like we haven't taken them to the snow. We're we're like beach people. We always fly away to go to all-inclusive resorts. And we just came back from Hawaii. Nice. <laughs> yeah. How, how long of a flight is Hawaii from where you're at? Hawaii from Vancouver is about five and a half hours. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. very convenient. Mm -hmm. It was awesome coming back from Hawaii to, back to Vancouver. They fly out at midnight, but they were delayed. So we, fl we flew at around 1 a.m. So I managed to sleep all five and a half to six hours. Woke up, landed in Vancouver. So that was pretty, pretty sick. Perfect. <laughs> and then you could get your day started. Yeah. Now, had you ever gone back to the Philippines to visit uh, cousins? Or? I have. I've gone three times. So the first time I went was like 2006. I went with my th my three sisters, and that was really exciting. We got to explore. It was about three weeks, and then I went again. I wanted to go again without my mom. I wanted to explore because, like, when my mom was there, she was saying, "No, you can't go here. You can't go there." Like, we just. I felt like I was in prison. I actually blew up in a restaurant. I was like, "You got to stop doing this to me," because like I'm just going crazy. So I went again with my older sister and we got to explore and go wherever I wanted to go. Uh, it was beautiful. I went to Palawan, did like a bunch of islands there. I was trying to look for the stilts, you know, like they have some nice houses over water. Okay. It's gorgeous. It's like see-through clear white soft sand. And then I went again in 2011. Is it 2011? Yeah. And then I did, I was planning cause I, I got scuba certified. I got my oh, wow. PADI certification in Vancouver because they say if you get certified in Vancouver, then you can just do it anywhere around the world. So I had a, a dry suit because it's really cold going like 40 feet underwater. And then after that, I was pregnant with my first son and you can't scuba dive when you're pregnant, but I had my no. flight to the Philippines. So I went to Philippines and it was like my first trimester. So during the first trimester, you're like just dead tired the baby is growing and sucking out all your energy like I looked fit I was like such a gym rat at the time muscular but I just could not walk like two blocks I had to sit down so many times because I was like gassed out <laughs> from the baby growing you know and then we went to this beautiful island called Bantayan Island which is in Cebu uh beautiful and then I was too lazy. Like in the Philippines, you don't want to brush your teeth with tap water, but I was too lazy to go grab a new bottle, like a bottle, water bottle. Uh -huh. So I ended up like washing and brushing and rinsing with the tap water. And that was a big no, no. Cause I ended up getting sick for the whole 10 days of my trip in the Philippines. So I would oh, eat no. this and then I would just it all out. And then lunch dinners like i couldn't hold anything in for 10 days 
And then I would just drink Gatorade every day. And then by the time I was flying back to Vancouver, I was back to normal. Oh, like, why? Oh, so why I now? Almost, <laughs> almost feel like you wasted. It's amazing wasted in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jonah Zell's from the Philippines too, or she? Yeah, she is. Well. I met her last. I met her last year because, like, she's part of the blends team. I'm part of the blends team, so I knew she was there. I was going. I was like, "Yo, we should meet up." And and then we went for lunch. We went for brunch. That all you can drink champagne place at the Paris Hotel is really fun. Oh, and. Wow. What a small world, because when I got there, there were two other blends guys there. Well, he wasn't blends yet, but he became blends after Paolo Picasso and Gabriel from California. Okay. okay. For SMP. Yeah. yeah. We're at the same restaurant at the same time, and it was not even planned. So wow. that was what such a coincidence. Like, that is weird. Mm. California and Vancouver met Vegas and Vegas, <laughs> Vegas SMP. And now the Super Bowl's there. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Super Bowl. Wow, in Vegas. So, how many oh, kids you got? I have two. I have my son Devonte. He is twelve and a half, and then I have my daughter Aaliyah. She just turned ten. I just did her birthday party last week, and like she loves keeping her party small and then wanted to have a sleepover so this is probably her third sleepover and the last two times i could just see how sad the girls are when they leave and they get picked up at 11 o'clock in the morning they start hiding they they play hide and seek <laughs> from their parents <laughs> i'm like okay just go find them <laughs> i don't know where they are but it's super cute so this time i thought you know what i had other errands to do in the daytime i had to take my son to swimming lessons and my husband was coaching his students for a jujitsu tournament so i thought okay we can't really have a party until 6 30 at night if it's going to be that late and she wants a sleepover then i might as well make it 24 hours just get the parents to pick them up the next day so we did yeah. so much yeah anything get Baking. broken huh anything get broken nothing got broken but oh my god like well my cars my husband's car was kind of broken at the time and which was perfect timing because Mazda gave us a CX-90, which was an eight-seater. Uh-huh. It was perfect. So then I was able to uh, carry the seven of us. So like I had all six girls in that big van while my husband was driving the two boys, my son and one of the girls' brother. But wow, it was just crazy hearing every time. Like I drove them everywhere from the swimming pool to the mall to the another mall where we had to get the cake and then back to the house and they would fight every time who for the back seat on <laughs> oh, the way back or what the furthest away from everywhere you? like every jury every drive like i did five drives and i was like okay now at the next drive i her her and her like we get to sit in the back he's like i didn't get my turn in the back like they're all t- nine and ten year olds <laughs> yep. Uh, it sounds chaotic. I know that I'm eventually going to have to deal with that. My yeah, a little. Yeah, right. you have uh, a three year old, and then my daughter will be about four months on on. Uh, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Embrace uh, it because it's just a blink of an eye. I know. Everyone says I take a million photos. I have an insane amount of photos on my phone, and then. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> So, and then how long have you been married? Because I was I was stalking your Instagram before you yeah. came on, and I was like, no fucking way. She's been married 15 years or something like that. I was like, how old is she? How old is Donna? I've been I've been with my husband for 24 years. Wow. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did you meet him in elementary school? <laughs> no, I met him when I turned 19. Oh, I'm wow. like I'm like born at the end of like I'm born December 21. So all my friends, they were born before me and they're all waiting for me to turn 19 so we could all legally because I got we none of us. We were the good girls in their in our school. None of us wanted to do, do the fake ID. So I was the last to turn 19. And then I finally we went clubbing for the first time. And it's crazy. Like I'm a, a big numbers girl. Like January 21st is my daughter's birthday. And then January 21st is the day I remember that I met my husband at the club. It was my very first time clubbing. I We all had pagers. I don't know yeah. if you remember pagers. I remember pagers, of course. <laughs> I remember having like a silver metallic pen. I don't know. Fashion was really funny back then, but 
Yeah, like. So you're, so what are you, 43, 44? Yeah, I just turned 43. Wow, you look great. You really do. You, you look good. I would I not have I guessed. Stay happy. I stay happy. That's the, <laughs> that's the secret. Stay happy. <laughs> I think it, it definitely helps because you could definitely see some grumpy people. Uh, and you just mm -hmm. don't want to be around a grumpy negative person anyway, right? Yeah, no. So what kind so, of work did you do before SMP? Um, okay, so I started off at McDonald's, which I highly recommend to all the teenagers. And then I went into sales at Sears and Eaton's. And then those two closed down. Then I went into hair school and I was a hairstylist since I think I went to hair school 2020. So 24 years now. Wow. I still cut hair and I own a salon. So ever since before I even went to hair school, like I had it planned, I'm going to, I'm going to go to hair school, but I'm going to also like work at a salon for five years. I'm going to gather up a bunch of clients, save up a lot of money, live a poor lifestyle so I can save all that money and then open up a shop. So I opened up my shop in 2008 and then it was really small. So I'm, I would think I was like 20. Yeah. So I was 27 when I opened up the shop. It was just me and myself. Uh, and then eventually I became the first in my city to start apprenticing young, uh, aspiring barbers. Wow. So I, yeah. My, my shop is located across a really big high school in East Vancouver called John Oliver. And a lot of the clients came from that school. So I was cutting a bunch of 15 year olds, teenagers. And then even if one guy came for a haircut, his posse, like 12 would come because I would have two couches and I had the rock band. I had PlayStation there for to, just for all of the guys. So they would hang and out there. To hang out. And then eventually I got super busy and then they started asking me if I can teach them how to cut hair. So that is how I built the business. I just been teaching a lot of young bloods how to how to cut hair like, like it's not recognized in bc you don't need a license you don't need really? a tattoo license for smp you don't need to or not even for tattooing that's one of, that's one of my questions I'm yeah that's that crazy up. and so like same thing like it was in like just three years after i finished hair school you didn't need you didn't need a, a license you know right after you spent all your money <laughs> yeah yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of these young guys, they learn from YouTube. They're really fast learners. I, sh I show them how to teach and I show them how to cut hair. I watch them cut hair. I direct them where, where they're doing wrong. I show them how to fix it. And then boom, I tell them one time they got it. Wow. They're quick with it. Yeah. And you could be a great teacher too, right? I'm patient. <laughs> but sometimes what? I lose it. I'm getting, as I get older, I notice I'm losing more patience because these kids, oh my God, like just imagine I have, I average like 17 to 21 staff and the average age is 21. Could you imagine? I would be, I would get very frustrated. I would get very <laughs> frustrated. Uh, trust me. Uh, I know how you feel. Um, now, do you still actively have the shop that you started in 2008? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so from yeah, 2008, I outgrew that shop. It was after six years, I outgrew it. Like I had to turn down other guys who wanted to apprentice with me. There was no more room. I could only fit five stations. I had to like decrease the reception area or the waiting area just so I can add another barber and stylist. That's good. So, That's good. Yeah, it is good. And then just like down the street. So like I was on Fraser and 41st. Uh, and then I saw that they were tearing down on the corner of Fraser and 43rd, an old veterans building. And then they were rebuilding it. And I thought, okay, this is a sign. I should take that spot. It was totally out of my budget. Um, but you know, I'm high risk. I'm intense. Like if I believe in myself, which I always do, I just take the leap of faith and I jump and I, I do it. So I started contacting them. I was like, Oh my God, I don't know if I can afford this, but let's do it. Like, might as well because like when i opened up the shop in 2008 i went mad broke and then when i i was doing okay i was doing okay and then after i had to leave that shop because i decided to sign the lease on this more expensive shop i went dead broke again too. what year huh? was that Anna? what that year was, was that 2016 2016 so you were at the first place for about eight years yeah 
Wow. Yeah. And it, it was tough because like, you know, like I have the shop and then I was making these babies and then I'm just the shop owner and I had to bring my babies to the salon because that's the weird thing in Vancouver. I, tr- I, st- I started paying myself like an employee to see if I can get maternity leave and maternity leave in Vancouver, you get either 12 months or 18 months of, of months? A- are you saying months or weeks? Months. Months. <laughs> you get a year or a year and a half off of working. You can split that with a man, you know, with a husband, and it's called paternal leave. So you can split, you can give someone your 12 months or your 18 months to your husband if they want some time off. That, I mean, you don't get that in the US. You're not getting, no. unless you work for like Oracle or something or Google, you're not, they're not giving you that. And I worked for JP Morgan and we only got six weeks as a dude, and women got 12 or 16 weeks. Yo, okay. Let me tell you this. I, as a business owner, get zero. I get zero. I, I get zero pay. I'm like, what the hell? As a business owner. My my daughter was born four months ago. I took three days off. I took, you know, after she after we had gotten home. Yeah. And everything. It's just, you know how it is when you're a business owner, you gotta make money. Shit. You they don't the, the bank doesn't <laughs> give a shit if I just had a kid. They want their bill. You know, they want their bills paid. They want they don't care yeah so when i had my son i only took four weeks off i had one girl that was uh cutting hair there and then and you're healing and i'm healing yeah (laughs) i know four weeks was not enough but i slowly went in part-time and at the time i only had one girl that was taking on some of my clients and then when i got back i ended up losing some clients because they didn't like her and then, so I thought like for the next one, actually, no, sorry. I, I think it was four months. Yeah, sorry, I apologize. It was four months for my son. I gave myself time off and it was just enough to like make rent, you know, mm-hmm. and, and whatever cost of living. Then when I had my daughter, I'm still in the old shop. Um, I took, that's when I took four, six weeks I was teaching my husband how to cut hair at the time just so he can help take on some of the clients. And he did pretty good. And then, uh, <laughs> and after, sorry, he's here and he's hearing the story. After a while, like I could not work with my husband. I was like, we need this space. Like he was doing it, one of my clients' haircuts. And then he started like questioning me. And then I slapped him in the face in front of my client. I was like, how dare you question your master? <laughs> I'm trying to teach you here. And why aren't you listening? So I was like, okay, this is not happening. You need to stop cutting hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could work with my wife in front of people, really. No. Not, not Maybe here and there, but not on a continuous basis. Yeah, no, it's, it's healthier to have him do him, me do me, and then we go home and it's all good. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. So what, so do you do SMP out of your studio, out of your salon right now? Or do you have a separate? Um, no, I, I don't. I don't do it there. I used to when I started because I do have a room in the back. But I did train some of my staff. And so I'll allow for them to, to use the space. Right now, they're trying to build content. I have a clinic. That, well, that's where Vancouver Inc. SMP is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. It's in a well-known uh, medical building in Vancouver called the Fairmont Medical Building. And so my business partner, Rachel, she also does SMP. Uh, we just finished a three-day training. Rachel. Yeah, we just did a, we just completed a three-day training yesterday. Oh, congr- well, you did it over the weekend? Uh, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I personally like doing it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that's where we butt heads and like she's not a barber i'm a barber i'm like okay well but a lot a lot of our students are somewhat barbers and stylists and friday and saturday it's kind of hard for them to take the time off because that's their money maker uh-huh. right but yeah I, I asked the students and they said no it's fine like we'll sacrifice the time because they know what they're investing like they're getting into smp learning it so they can increase their income and make more than cutting hair how does that make you feel if these people are local and, you know, you're because in the beginning you're you're learning and then eventually you end up training people and they may or may not become competition. How do you feel about that? I never thought of it that way. I never see it as a competition. There's so many like 
out there. Every The way I see it, when I'm driving on the highway, going to the mall, walking on the sidewalk, I do not know a single person. It's really rare that you see someone that you know. So the That's way true. I, the way I believe is that I want to grow this industry. I want to teach as many people as I can because I don't know who they know. You know, and I tell my students this, when I started posting SMP on my Instagram, everyone thought that I was the first one to do it because not one person knew about it. And so I tell my students, I don't know your followers. They're going to think the same thing that you're the first one to do it. Right. So right now, I like, I still think we're in the pioneer stage, even though I have done it four and a half, five years ago for SMP, I still feel like 90% of the people don't know about SMP unless if they're, you know, losing hair and they're doing like research and trying to find out what the options are. But I agree. There's still, there's definitely one, there's, there's plenty of bald people to go around. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And we still are in the early stages and it's not mainstream. I want it to go mainstream because that means you're going to make more money. I'm going to make more money. Uh, exactly. I've talked about this. I want Joe Rogan or The Rock or somebody to get SMP and talk about and talk about it. It will be very important. Someone like a very high profile celebrity, A-lister. That's what we need. Yeah. That would be amazing. So who, who's going to do that? I <laughs> a lot of my I, clients are like, they only tell their wife, you know? I, I know. It's a secret. It's a secret. For it's everybody. always going to be a secret. It's like, how are we going to... It's like we always have to market. Well, I I think we're all marketing and I think it's getting more people uh, aware. It's that I mean, in the past, you know, couple of years, even since COVID, it's grown, you know, significantly. Mm -hmm. Where did you uh, where did you first train at? I trained in Fort Lauderdale. So like I was in Vancouver. I didn't know of anyone that did the style that I liked. So I was just scrolling on Instagram and then I saw the sharp edge up. So I noticed that no one in Vancouver does that. So I flew to Fort Lauderdale and learned over there. Hey, this is, this, this is a crazy story. Like I was actually going to learn in Vancouver for the first time. Okay. And so I have my big network here in Vancouver. I found they wanted me to do everything. They wanted me to like market and find students and then find a place, find models. So I was like, doing everything for them. Mm-hmm. I did that. And then I like, I got, I got even the place, like I got the venue for free and it's a big space, you know, I got the models. I took a day off and I'm a fully booked barber. Like I've been doing it for over 20 years. So there there's, it's rare that I have extra space for any new clients. I can't take new clients, but anyways, he canceled it the day before. Shut the fuck so up. I was really? like, are you, are you serious? Like, I, I remember this day I was at the gym and he's calling me saying like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to go to Vancouver and teach this class anymore because you only got me three students. I'm like, like what's wrong with three students? Like yeah. we're going to have great amount of attention. I'm going to learn really well. It's yeah. like, no, we're used to doing like, you know, bigger classes. I'm like, well, that's going to be hard because I've taken a big class of like in the brow class, there was 19 of us and I only got to learn with the teacher for five minutes. So pretty much I didn't learn anything. So I prefer a smaller class, but he wasn't having it. And that at that time I'm thinking, okay, well, obviously my time doesn't matter. He's only thinking about making more money if he wants more students. But I understand like he doesn't want to fly down, but at the same time, I would understand more if you actually, if he actually put in time and effort into like advertising the class, he not, he not, he never did, you know? So this, so was this before you learned SMP? This was before I learned SMP. I was, I waited so this two would have months. Been your first class. Yes. It was, it was going to be in Vancouver. He was going to come. I got two, I got a male model, a female model. I got him the two students. And, and that's rough because one, you're not making I mean, you're being a successful barber, but you're not making the SMP money yet. Um, No. You know, and then you're doing all the, you know, the marketing and all that crap is a pain in the ass. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jeez. And and you're thinking, well, I got three people. This is good for me. One one, uh, teacher for each person. You know, as a student, you want FaceTime as much as you can with 
the uh you do that's the best way of learning right it's almost like one-on-one -on -one. but like i did not get the numbers three students was not enough but maybe if he advertised since he had a bigger following at the time as an smp artist then it probably would have been bigger but i don't know why he expected me to do everything uh, yeah it was really um, frustrating and then he like he was telling me you can fly you can fly to california I'll, and i'll teach you there like of course i still would have to pay for accommodation and flight and all that stuff i just i just left it at that i didn't reply back because one of my biggest pet peeves is wasting my time so i wasted two months of waiting because i wanted to learn smp asap right mm -hmm. but then he wasn't going to do it in for like two months and then so I was like frustrated. One one of my barbers ended up um, taking the training. He flew to LA for that class that I denied, and did not do SMP since. You know, wow. He did not do any heads after that training, and I can see why because like he went to the class that had over nineteen students. How do you build confidence when you're going into a big class? There's no way you're not going to get the hands on, unless it's a master class. Um... That just, makes sense. I don't, see, I don't see it. I agree. I agree. Because I took For fundamental. I took, yeah, and and I get it. And um, you're yeah. obviously very successful I, now, and you're doing really yeah. well. I took, but back in um, 2021, I went to the convention, the uh, the scalp show, not scalp show. What's the other one? The first one. Um, the I one went in Arizona. That, yeah, the one in Arizona. And I took that master training. And he did have, it was a lot of people, but I knew there was going to be a lot of people. I don't know, there's maybe 20 of us. Erica was there, Martinez. And nice. uh and we and we and because I really wanted to see how he was doing the, you know, the Korean guy who does the Yeah, yeah. With the lines. And, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I never got to do it, to be honest. I never did don't, that. Don't don't do it. I, I did it. It doesn't heal properly. I wanted to see what it looked like on a white person because all his people are Korean, you know, that I see. So I wanted to see what it looked like on a white person. How does it look on a black person before I did it? Um, and I never got to see that. And it works for him. Um, but yeah, I took that class and, but I had already been doing SMP for like three years at the time. So I, I could learn cause I knew the right questions to ask and I knew what to look for. I knew, you know, I knew what I needed to um to pay attention to whereas if you're a new person you don't want to learn with 19 people you don't want to you don't want to learn with 10 people you know uh -huh. i i completely understand your uh i could see your point of view i could see why you might be frustrated yeah um, so what did well, you end up doing so after that after that yeah i just i just called him right away because i don't like wasting time yeah so i just called him i was like hey this guy just canceled the day before so let's do this Let's just I'll let me know what dates you have. I'll book the flight, the accommodation. And so then I went there and then I trained. And then I, I but when before I even um took the training, I started talking to all of my clients, the ones who I felt like would need it. Showed them pictures. So I'm like, hey, want to be a model? So I racked up like 10 free models. I did like 10 free first sessions just to start building a portfolio. So by the time oh, I finished yeah. the training, I went straight to it. <laughs> and that, built I, that's what you have to do. That's smart. And yeah. that's, what, that's what I tell everybody. You got to do, do a bunch of free, do as many free procedures as you can. One, you get the picture, you get the experience. Mm. Um, you, that, that was a smart move. That was a smart move. Cause there's a lot of people who are charging a very small amount of money when they first start mm. out and then they're jacking their heads up. And I'm sure you've seen some of that. Yeah. You come back uh, to Vancouver. Do you start uh, doing it out the back of your shop? When do you eventually, I guess, do you do SMP full time now or how did that go? Uh, so I'm still 50-50. Like I try, I I've used to work at the salon like six days a week and then I brought it down to five days a week and now I'm in four days. And then now I'm at currently at three days. I'm slowly like cutting my days there and increasing my SMP. It's not busy enough yet as much as I'd like it to be. I feel like Canada is a lot slower than USA mm -hmm. when it comes to trends and, and like jumping the gun. We're like also I, in a, I hate to say it, but we're also 
we're in a bit of a recession as well. I could tell you with all honesty, my sales in the past 2023 were lower than in 2021. You know, mm -hmm. uh, 2021, everyone was getting those checks. Remember the COVID checks? I don't know yeah. if you got them out there. You know, and people had more time. They were looking in the mirror more. But my sales were definitely down in 2023 compared oh, to Oh, yeah. Sales dropped right after COVID for sure. Yeah. Like all like the salon was closed for almost two months and then people were growing their hair and they realized, oh, it's not so bad. I don't look so bad with it like long. And so the guys that would come to me once a week started come to me once a month that so we were losing money. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I'm really hoping this uh, 2024 with it being an election year, both parties, all the parties involved, they want the economy stimulated. So I, I hope that it does stimulate the economy so we can ultimately because what are you going to do you're going to pay for your car payment or you're going to get smp that's really what kind of what it comes down to there are some people with money but majority of people are living paycheck to paycheck they might get a couple dollars in the bank mm -hmm. you know yeah it's really rough here in vancouver when like vancouver real estate is really expensive and so if you can't afford to get into the real estate rent is unfortunately really high for a lot of people who live rent uh live paycheck to paycheck because just for a basic one or two bedroom starts you at two thousand something, twenty five hundred dollars a month. That's it used to be like thirteen hundred. Yeah, luckily I got into the market I think twelve years ago, so that's not my issue. But I feel bad for those who are in the market because oh, yeah. there are houses here in Vancouver where people rent rooms. So you'll you'll live in this house that has fifteen people, and they're each paying like. $500 to $1,200. It's crazy. I was just talking to this guy and he's living in one of those houses. Is it like 15... a mansion? No, <laughs> no. Maybe there's, maybe there's like a four bedroom or a five bedroom, but it says he's like sharing one room with three other guys or was it four other guys? It wasn't a big room and each of them are paying $1,200. It's completely illegal. I don't know what's why. The, what, why do they want to be in Vancouver so much? Like, what's the appeal? Is there a lot of jobs? Is there a lot of tech jobs or something over there? I just think it's just a beautiful city, like the f amazing f restaurants, beautiful scenery, lots of lakes, lots of activities. Oh, you can go hiking. It looks it looks really nice. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I it's like the highway. Like when I go to the States, like there's so much highway, but in Vancouver, you can do like 50 minutes, you're in Burnaby, 50 minutes, you're in Richmond, and then maybe 20 minutes, you're in Surrey, 50 minutes, you're in downtown. <laughs> it does look nice. Uh, let me ask you this. Have you had any issues because you have hair, you're a girl, do you, have you had any issues where a guy comes in with SMP and they kind of want to have a male artist or do you get that vibe? Oh, you mean like if they, they're coming to me, sorry, like they already have SMP? No, they're bald. They don't have SMP okay. and they want, they want you to do their hairline. Have you felt like, I ask every female. Every SMP. female. Okay. Yeah. So this is what I, I believe <laughs> I, I, cause I do have a client and they're both of them are my clients, right? He told my other client who's his buddy to go get SMP from me, right? And then later on, I see he got an SMP somewhere else and it just turned out terrible. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Where did you go? He told me where he went to and it was this guy I knew. And then afterwards I talked to Buddy, my client. I'm like, yo man, he got it somewhere else. And then he he told me that his reasoning was like, cause I don't want an effing girl to do it. And so that just like solidified that. He really didn't want me to do it just because I'm a girl, but that's just a few of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I do have majority of, of my clients are male. And the thing I notice about them, one, they're either like a high risk entrepreneur. They're already confident and they're like, oh, this is cool. I'll try it. I'll get it done. And so they, they get it done. Other one is they see my art. They choose me because they look at every single photo and they compare it with the other artists in my city and they see the artistic detail that I put into my hair textures. 
So that's how I get my clients. That and that's what you want. You know, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna happen, Don. I mean, people are going to <laughs> whether it's because you're a girl or whatever the reason is, it happens to me, it happens to all of us. They they go to somebody else and sometimes they get jacked up. You know, that it is mm -hmm. what it is. Uh I had a guy who came to me, we had these and he's texting me, and this went on for months. And then he didn't want to pay my price. And I'm like, I'm not lowering my price. This is a pain in the ass. It's going to might take me four sessions. You know, it's oh. a pain in the ass job. And um, anyway, long story short, he goes and gets it from somebody else who messes up his head, go figure. And then he comes back to me, asking me if I can fix it. And then after I explained everything, because I was being a smart ass, because I was annoyed by this person, then he just, he just doesn't talk to me. It's going to happen, whatever. You can't make everybody happy. I try my best, but some people, they already, they have their mindset. They don't want to go to a girl for whatever reason. It, who cares? There's plenty of guys who are going to say, I want to go to her because she is a girl. Yeah, there are some of those too, because they, they trust a girl's opinion. Or they just want to be around a pretty girl. I know guys. <laughs> I know guys. <laughs> What was the hardest thing for you to learn becoming an SMP artist? The hardest thing to learn? I would yeah, say, well, I feel like marketing would be one of the things. Oh, yeah. I think like it's so high risk to just like spend $2,500 a month on one person to trust them to do your marketing and you don't know how much return you're going to get. I feel like that's what I, I struggled with in the beginning. And then I just started to like, do it myself. I just learned my own way doing my own Google ads. And then I'm, I'm in a, like I'm part of the blends team. So we have our own group chat and it's like a really supportive group chat. We, if ever we have questions, we ask the whole team and then they give their advice. So like I even asked them too what they do for advertising and some of them, they've never even paid into like those S and P marketers. They just do it themselves where they spend $1,500 a month into, into Instagram ads, like Reels, Facebook, all that stuff. Like boost, boost three of your most top performing Reels and then just put on your own keywords. And it's been working for them. Like some of them would get busy getting eight clients to 15 clients a month. That's awesome. That's really mm -hmm. good. Let me just say, every time I hear... I've heard nothing but good things about the Blends SMP team. I've talked to a lot of SMP artists, both in the podcast and offline, uh, text and, and on the phone. And I've heard nothing but good things about it. I, I really am. And I'm not just saying that. I, it seems like the whole, th everyone's very supportive of each other. They're not yeah, it's um, super supportive. anyone or, you know, it doesn't seem no, like they're No, so that's or, the thing. There, it's, like a, it's like a positive vibe no hate at all you will you'll never see us like talking trash about other artists we're just that. trying to improve we're just trying to improve ourselves and see how we can help each other and and you and you're consistent with it too because i see it yeah. online as well I, you guys are very consistent uh i love it i love to see it. yeah so like, we, like we, yeah we do like share each other's stuff like we're all busy people for sure right there's no way we have time to like keep going scrolling up and checking out everyone's newsfeed. So I started this thing where I would, I made a save, you know how you can make a save folder yes. for your Instagram. So I called it, like, I called it blend support. So if ever I had time or if anyone else in our team had time, we would just click the save. It would go into our group chat and then everyone knew what to do. You go straight to that post, you like, you comment, because we already did the save. So we're just trying yeah. to boost each other's algorithms. So we're, whatever city they're from, it'll help hit them in the explore page yeah yeah and you know what else helps hitting that share button hit the little arrow yeah hit the share share. Button. yeah that, uh, and i hate how instagram always changes the damn algorithm it's like i feel like mm -hmm. i sometimes i figured it out and then they change something I'm like god damn it <laughs> you know what I, relationship with instagram it's like i love i loved your post the other it might have been <laughs> recent like last week or the week before where you talked about it feels like a job um, oh my God. Yeah. Can you, can you uh, go into that? So people who don't yeah. know, I saw yeah. this post that Donna <laughs> had done, had done a couple of weeks ago where she basically talks was, about, go ahead, go ahead. It was so, yeah, it's, it's, it was Christmas. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. I haven't posted for two weeks. It's, I felt so free, you know? 
it didn't, it felt like a job, you know, I was talking to some of my barbers in my shop and they're, they're doing great on TikTok. And then I was telling my, I have my own uh, group chat with my salon staff and one of them is taking like uh, advice from uh, this other barber who teaches everyone how to do social media. And he's trying to like help the whole salon. And he says like, what's wrong? Like, what do you not like about doing it? I'm like, it feels like on top of being a mom, you know, and cooking and like running a salon and then running my SMP business and like trying to do the work, you know, no, I gotta post another another picture. <laughs> it's like, I can, I can, but then I want to also live a life. <laughs> I want to like, I just want to relax, you know? So then he re he pointed it out. I was like, oh, okay. I see that you see it as a chore. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, damn right, it is a chore. And then over time, I started thinking like, it feels like homework and I'm not a school person. I don't like, I never liked school. I think most entrepreneurs never liked school. They, we, we just want to do our own thing. So. <laughs> but I know so, what you yeah, mean so by so feeling funny. like it's a, it's a chore because a lot of times, like, obviously I do want to show my work. I want to bring in more clients than I do. Mm -hmm. like, but because we have to do it so much and I manually do it, I don't like the schedule because I feel like doing the scheduled post throws it off. Yeah. I like to, so when I when I post, it's me physically going in there, typing it all out and everything. Mm -hmm. And I it, and then it's timing. It's like, man, I don't feel like doing that. And sometimes <laughs> I just put my phone down because I don't I don't want to be distracted. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just it, it gets becomes a burden a bit. And you want to be in the moment, especially when you're with your kids. Right. You don't exactly. want to. Exactly. Yeah. I got to get time to my husband, too, you know exactly <laughs> i can't be working i i literally my life is like i work as soon as i wake up and work is like probably on the phone and then i go to work and once i'm done work i go home have dinner watch watch with the kids and then he goes to bed and i'm back to work <laughs> i know it's my life then, we yeah, have very similar but, life <laughs> yeah and then i go to i was at the gym this morning and then the gym is when i try to work on my content because i'm on it distracts me from what I'm doing, which is cardio. I hate cardio. So I'm on the Stairmaster and I'm like doing all this and it, and then I'm just cap cutting my next video. Actually, I was, I think you'll like my next, my next one is I'm, I'm going to knock this guy out. You know, we're just trying to do some funny stuff. Me and my business partner, she doesn't like being, she can talk a lot, but she can't be on camera. As soon as the camera starts rolling, she'll be like, <laughs> you know, like it freezes up. She freezes. <laughs> I'm like, how do you talk so much? But then you just freeze as soon as we, I press record. So, but what makes her comfortable is doing all these funny, funny school project styles, you know? That's real, one of so. my questions. That's one of my questions I was going to bring up. Did you guys catch any heat for the real We Are SMP artists? I loved it, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, I thought we it was did hilarious. not. It was great. I, what about, did your husband say anything? He just laughed. No, he's yeah, super supportive. No, that's that's very cool. He's not the type to critique. Yeah, he's just laughs and I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was. I thought it was very creative as well. That was good. Oh my god! I just thought of another idea yesterday too, but I thought it was too controversial. But it's so true. It's so true. I wanted to do another one, another version where I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm just a permanent. I'm a. Of course, I'm a permanent makeup artist. It's just dots, you know, like there's a lot of permanent makeup artists and tattoo artists who just do S&P thinking that it's dots, right? Uh -huh. That in Vancouver, those are the ones that are botching, botching heads. Oh, I know a guy where... who was, had his needle fully extended and he was shoving the whole needle until he thought. The oh, ouch. Okay. So we had this one student from this, la this past class that just happened the past three days. He took a training, uh, I think it was four years ago in calgary some some woman out there who doesn't do smp was teaching him smp at the sit in this one day she had three students teaching she was teaching one person lips one person brows and then him smp and then she showed us a video i mean he she yeah showed us a video of the of the trainer doing the smp the whole scalp was red and the hairline was like so high it was like at least I don't know this much. Like if this is my forehead right here, like yeah. right above. Wow. And like it was like a it was not even an even receding hairline hair shape, but the whole thing was red. And then I saw the machine she was using. It was definitely for brows, and that's the problem. You can't be using a brow 
She's uh, using a PMU machine for Yeah, her, she's uh, using a PMU machine. So <laughs> the, the problem with using a PMU machine is that it's so light, you're probably going to put pressure because it's so light. You think that it's not doing the work, right? I like using a, the heavy dragon hawk, you know, the mast. Oh, I have the archer, but I'm rocking with the dragon hawk. Yeah, I love dragon hawk. So <laughs> the battery life is so good. I barely have to charge it. I can do so many heads off one charge. Yep. But yep. like, because I, I I keep my nails really long. I'm gonna do my nails. I don't know after how this. you work with that. I don't. I really don't know how women work with the long <laughs> claws. I I don't know how you. Do maybe it. maybe I'll do a video of like how I wrap the tattoo machine because I teach the students how to do it when you have long nails. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do you poke the nails through your gloves i used to when i wore smaller gloves so now i wear large gloves and that's no longer an issue okay so and it stays suction to you and everything well i'm still used to it like the gloves don't get in the way because my stretch is really good so I'm, it's not like i'm like this i have okay. a really good stretch so very important my, for anyone listening stuff. to this that's a free tip <laughs> stretch the shit out of the skin mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, so how did you meet Rachel? Okay, fun story. So we knew each other on Instagram for two years. We knew of each other. And my salon was just 10 minutes away from where she was working. She was working in this place where people just rent rooms or rent beds. And then when Jesse, Chris, and Tony had the, the master class in Tampa. Okay. Tampa, Florida. So that was like, was that two years? Oh no, a year ago, a year and a half ago. That's where we met. So we met at the Vancouver airport. Oh, um, like deliberately or you just ran into her? No. So anyways, uh, she knew that I was attending. She knew that I got my tickets to go to the Tampa masterclass and she wanted to go too. So she started DMing me saying, Hey, I saw you're going, we should totally go together. Let's get a room together. Let's fly together. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> We've never met. And so I thought, okay, this is fun. I started talking to my guys about it at the barbershop. I was like, yo man, I never met this chick, but we're going to be sleeping in the same bed together. And I show, I showed him a photo of her. He's like, yeah, you better send me some photos. I'm like, dude, that's 20 bucks right there. <laughs> Give me some money and then I'll show you that photo. <laughs> and but, was, that her, was that her first training of SMP at that class? No, she's done more training than I have actually. Okay. She took training a few months before I did in Vancouver and then she went to the one, she went to that same show that you were talking about with the D Black. SMP Expo, SMP Expo. Yeah, she went to that one and then she went to the scalp show, the one in Vegas. I'm waiting for Matt to do another one. Like I'd love to go to the scalp show. I'm super sad that I missed the first one. I went to it, it's, uh, it looks like a headache. It looks like Matt Iwolo had a headache. I mean, it's a lot of moving parts, you know? It's so many people. It's, uh, yeah. I'm sure he made a shit ton of money. Good for him, good for Scout Micro USA, happy. Um, but it, it looks like, you know, you're gonna, if you're not bald, you wanna pull your hair out. I mean, it, it's just so much shit you have to, you know, coordinate the logistics, setting everything up, make sure the hotels, mm -hmm. you know, it just looks like a nightmare to be honest. But I, 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 so. you, I hope they do too. I'm Maybe talking about being time. an attendee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about being an attendee and then partying. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is it, for him to set it up, he's probably like, oh, yeah, it's God, a lot of work. Another, yeah, yeah. And he's got, how many shops does he have? Like six, five or six? I have yeah. no idea, but, but they're killing it. Yeah. They're doing great. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. So yeah, I met I met her at the airport. Uh, I was there early, but then I was at the Starbucks line because like I had to get my coffee. And then she held the plane for me. Like Starbucks was making me Shut run. Up. I actually had to run ten minutes. So I had my I had my coffee, and I'm running ten minutes. I'm like, where the hell is this gate? It was in like a secret weird spot. But look, she she was cool. She she talked to the flight attendant and said, no, no, she's on her way. She's on her way. So the whole plane was waiting for me just because I needed my Starbucks. <laughs> we flew to Seattle. And then we from Seattle, we flew to Tampa. And then 
yeah, we we got to meet everyone there. I was like, it's so it's so weird just meeting all these people that you follow on Instagram for so long. Isn't it weird? You know? It's so it's weird. very weird in the flesh. <laughs> I, well, it's it's almost like everybody is their own uh independent brand right it's like but uh-huh. when we were kids we would just watch people on tv you know we would just watch nickelodeon or we watch a disney channel but you never really got to meet them now we constantly watch people but they're more of our peers and then you meet them and you're like oh shit yeah but dude it was a lot of fun i highly recommend every snp artist go to these master classes or whatever scalp shows because even if you think you know everything, then you'll still get like a, a gem from this person and that person, and then you can evolve, you know? And it's a great meeting other artists and like we just share each other's techniques and just have so much fun. We had so much fun at that Tampa Masterclass. So like after the after day one, we uh, me and a few of the guys, so like there was barely any girls. It was just me, Rachel, and then I think like five other guys. We just went to go have some tacos after and then everyone's like oh what, what should we do after this and i'm like i had this idea of like let's go grab some let's go grab some bottles of tequila let's go find a liquor store we all have needles we got ink we got machines let's have a hotel party so then we ended up having a hotel party we got we got all the supplies we we went to the hotel clerks and asked for like you know gloves i went to the bathroom i grabbed so many paper paper towels and then we just uh started having this fun tattoo party in one of the rooms so at that time rachel had only tattooed her mom once and then i had tattooed two of my barbers at my place and then this was going to be both of our second tattoo pieces on our classmates and they were saying yeah i so there's this artist, Kevin, his name is true SMP. So he wanted true SMP just like right on his neck. So no, I started like okay, doing well, neck tattoo in the hotel there. I didn't. Yeah. I did a neck tattoo on the hotel room. And then I was like pulling up fonts. I'm like, okay, how, how do you want me to write true SMP? And he's like, okay, he chose this calligraphy. And like, I took a Sharpie. I asked the hotel uh, desk and like, can we get some Sharpies? So I just sharpied his neck and then I traced it with the arrows needle. Like the, we obviously had to use the, the big one, right? 803. And then I just inked it. And then I was like, how am I going to clean this? I just used hotel soap. <laughs> I was telling him, I was like, how I only got hotel soap. Out? So good. Oh, that's awesome. I, I got to see it. I got to see it healed after because I went, me and Rachel went to Maryland and then I tattooed him again on his other side of his neck. And it healed really good. I just had to touch up the little small area. And then she tattooed this other guy. He pulled up a photo, some random photo on Sheen. It was like an X with a uh, crooked smile. And then she killed it too. Wow. And then there's the other guy, this other uh, SMP artist was doing SMP on another dude. So he was getting SMP. I was tattooing a neck. And then she was tattooing Buddy's knee. (laughs) <laughs> and i think we finished at like 3 a.m and i'm like oh man we gotta sleep it's 3 a.m because the class starts at like 8 30 or something and also vancouver we're like three hours behind so we're, we were like dead we're just like trying to have a good time and then that sounds fun that sounds fun. so much fun <laughs> that's why i highly recommend it like you get to make new friends in the smp industry and I completely, I completely agree with what you said um, in regards to you can learn from every artist, even just small little details. Every artist that you talk to who has an experienced artist, you can learn something from them. Just watching their technique, talking to them, seeing how they do, how they move uh, the skin this way or how they angle, uh, mm-hmm. you know, their depth, uh, how they draw the hairline. Because a natural hairline, I hate doing the sharp line edge ups. I talk about it all the time. It's, I, it's not... It's not fun for me. It's more, it feels like a pain in the ass to be, because you got to get it all perfect. I like doing oh. the natural hairlines because you can be more free. Okay. Well, then I need to teach you my, my white string technique because oh. that is the fastest way. <clears throat> that is the fastest way to do a sharp edge up. I've done, and I, and I, I think I know the one you talk about, um, you know, like the dental floss thing and you go here. Yeah. Like yeah. I know, but it's, I just, but then, then you got to sit there and do it. I also don't, I just don't think it looks 
as good. I'm one of those people. You know, I like I like the <laughs> natural hairline better. I'm more I like I like hairline. I like the natural hairline as well. But you can like do like a natural broken square edge up as well. Where that's what I did yesterday on my model where he wanted it a sharp edge up, but he also wanted it natural. So I was like, okay, when it came to like doing the straight hairline in the front, I just zigzagged the front hairline. Yeah, so I did that, I did that this morning, to be honest. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. I, I call it the natural straight hairline. The natural straight. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a natural straight I, hairline. I say it's pretty damn straight. It's not perfect, but it's it's pretty straight. It looks, because up close, it looks a little better. I feel like up close, Mm -hmm. when it's not perfect when it's not perfect in my opinion people calm down in my opinion yeah like when i started doing the straight edge up after training i was like i would take one hour just to draw that it's it's tedious and you don't want to mess it up you want to make the person mm -hmm. happy so you're drawing it and then you're erasing it and then you're drawing it again yeah i want to get i want to get the laser thing oh yeah i've seen you hold it but then or do you is something else is this sitting down so you can have both no, hands free or no i think you would just go like this something oh. like but you're right you're right if you're not perfectly steady you know mm -hmm. jack it up i had this one barber that i did he flew in from winnipeg and i was nervous as hell because he wanted the sharp edge up uh -huh. i definitely spent i think around 45 minutes to an hour on him because like he's a well-known barber you know yeah, it's like I can't well, you should. well that's walking <laughs> billboard for you yeah turned out good it's fire good you, you're a good you're a really good artist by the way donna oh you're thank very, you very good artist and i've i've i was as i was stalking your instagram in preparation for this to get uh you know reacclimated i i watched how your your work has gotten better and better and better good shit um i want to ask you this question too before we kind of wrap things up do you feel that the industry should be more because there's so many people coming up in training and people's heads getting jacked up? Do you what are your thoughts on regulating the SMP industry? Like, I don't know, having a committee or like like at a national level, because each state is different, Canada's obviously different. Do you think there should be certain requirements before you can because right now in in like where I'm at, you could just take an SMP class. And then just go start doing it. I mean, you got to eventually get your tattoo license, but you can, there's no like minimum requirements. But then also we'd have to teach everyone, like our clients about whatever society you want to like build. It would be tough. I, I just sure. feel, I feel like we have to really educate clients on how to prevent themselves from choosing the wrong artists and finding these red flags. I don't know if like having it controlled or some kind of society being made for S&P will help because we're still trying to teach the world that it even exists. Good answer. You know, um, if we can just all explain to people how to choose the right S&P artists, they can prevent themselves from getting botched jobs. I understand not everyone can afford it. So even if you are a great artist and these people can't afford it. And I tell these to the students, then you can discount them for content, you know? Yeah. Like that's yeah. how I get my models for, I get models for, for our classes, right? We, we get them for free. Yeah. So I still, I still get my cold leads or the people who say, Oh, that's too expensive. I can't afford it. And then I'm like, well, I have this offer for you. Like I'm, I'm doing a training, you know? Mm hmm rather than them having to go somewhere who's cheap and untrained. I don't know. We just really have to educate and push out what I, to not look for. I agree. I agree. At least for now. At least for now, that's all we really can do. Um, and it is, and if they do, if it, somehow there is an oversight committee and uh, quality assurance, quality check, it's going to be a pain in the ass. You know, for new people, I think we'll be grandfathered in, you know, but uh we could definitely have to like also keep students like prospect students aware like how to choose the right trainer as well you know yeah i feel like at least three days and keep it small you know i, Whenever, I agree 
when whenever I, it's a fundamental i you're not wrong you're not wrong donna um yeah i deliberately when i decided i was going to do this i called the guy that i wanted to train with and i said i don't i only want to be the only person even if i have to pay extra because i was like i'm going to ask you a million questions and then, when I took, and then when I took my master class, I did the same thing. I co- so the first I trained with uh, Dan Yurenberg, RIP Dan. Um, and then later I trained with Jero at the master class. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to go to your, you know, what you were saying, a bunch of people class. I want to train with you. If it's more expensive, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll pay just to be one-on-one with you for three days. Mm-hmm. And it, it works out better that way. Because if you're serious about it, like I was, like you were, you're go, you'll pay a little bit extra if that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you one more thing. What do you think is, what is something in the SMP industry you would like to see that changes or that you think a big area that we could improve on with, with the people? With the, with the, I feel like if, if we can have like a standard price, you know, just regulating the cost. Like yeah. if everyone had the same price, like if someone is charging 3000, like, you know, the way we charge is by the Norwood scale. Is that how you do it? Way. Yeah. So like for your Norwood one, then you're going to cost this much. Your Norwood seven, you're going to cost that much. Like that's how we determine how much. That's a good way. To do it. I, mm-hmm. what, I, what I do is I, I always tell, because I'm sure you get the question, how much does it cost? How much does it cost? And I'm like, <laughs> it's, I tell them, the price is based on the level of effort and surface area that needs to be treated. So the smaller the area, the lower the price. The bigger the area, the higher the price because it's really uh-huh. the way to do it, which is exactly what you just said. Just I said it differently. Yeah. Some people got a big ass head. I'm not charging. They charged. do. <laughs> <laughs> that big ass head can cost you an extra three hours if it's three seconds. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so you deserve to get food for it. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm doing a little bald spot, I'm not going to charge them the same amount as I'm doing someone's whole top of their head and recreate their hairline. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm doing a density fill, I'm not going to charge them the same amount as if I'm doing uh, recreating their hairline because recreating their hairline is the hardest part to do. Mm-hmm. So that would be good. Like if everyone just has a set price and then that way, that way prospect clients can realize, oh, like red flag is that it's too cheap. Oh, maybe you're new or maybe you're inexperienced, you know? Yeah. It should be a red flag anyway. Right. I mean, it should be, but obviously not everyone has common sense. Not everyone has an artistic eye, you know, that's true. true. (laughs) So, so that the clients, prospect clients do need education. Yes, they do. Yes. And all we could do is keep educating them. Yeah. All right, Donna. So let's, um, it's been great talking to you. What is your socials? How can people reach you? What's your contact information? Okay. So my SMP is flawless.smp on Instagram. Flawless.smp. And then, then, but I'm more active on my main account, which is homiegirl underscore, which is H-O-M-I-E-G-Y-R-L underscore. And you can check out my website, www.flawlessscalp.com. And then for my training, www.vancouverinksmp.com. Okay, good. Yeah. And we'll pop that up. Let me, before we go, uh, yeah. how'd you get homie girl? How, where'd that come from? <laughs> I was 15 and I was in high school, computer class. And they said we had to make an email as an assignment. And that was 1995. So you stuck with that since then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that AOL, like... dot, a, 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 AOL probably. Or MSN. Uh, I remember AOL. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, you had to make a screen. Yeah. You had to use a screen name. <laughs> and so you had to come it's... up with something. You were kind of stuck with it then at that point. Yeah. And like you would click, you would click one link and you wait one whole minute till it gets yeah. to that page. You <laughs> can't. <laughs> <laughs> No one pick up the phone. I'm on I'm on dial up internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was so I just I just chose homie girl at Yahoo or homie girl at hotmail.com, I think it was. Because I was I'm such a hip hop girl, R and B girl. I was collecting black beat R and B magazines. Thank you again, Joey, for having me on your podcast. 
And for those listening, if you took SMP training elsewhere and you feel that you still need that support and more detail and in-depth learning, I have an online course. You can go onto my Instagram. You'll find the link to that. It's got 90% of videos. As SMP artists, we are visual learners. So I made sure of it that my online course had lots of close-up video content. And the way I structured my online course is as if you go from kindergarten, graduating high school, going to college, you know, like I was very detailed, A, B, C, all the way to Z. I've had some SMP artists who have taken multiple in-person trainings. And then after taking my online course, they all said the same thing, that they learned way more in my online course than they did in the in-person. So there are so many things, little gaps that you miss in your in-person training that you learn in my online course. When it comes to SMP and like I'm flawless scalp micropigmentation, I do have like an OCD complex when it comes to tattooing hair and making sure that dot patterns are perfect, making sure the depth is correct. I do explain in detail for my online course on how to perfectly execute your dot spacing, your density and your depth and things that you need to look out for.